0: Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Diane. And we are suburban moms trying to make room in our lives for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. We hope you'll join us on the journey to think more and do with less. Today, we're talking with Angie Trueblood of MealPlanningMama.com. She's going to teach us how to simplify the task of grocery shopping and meal planning so we can finally answer with confidence the inedible question, Mom, what's for dinner? Hi, Diane.
1: Hello. How are you this morning?
0: <laughs> I am well. How are you and baby Martin?
1: Um, we're good. He's eating, so hopefully he'll lull himself into a sleep here so that we can focus. And I feel a little bit more focused this morning than I do in the evening, so... Hopefully, this goes well.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, we're, we're trying something new. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, <laughs> we're off to a bad start already.
0: <laughs> no. Fine. So, do you
1: have our minimalist moment of the week, Diane? I do. This is just something little, but it's something that I happen to notice on my Facebook feed. So, I as you scroll through, you have these sponsored advertisements that pop up. And I had been looking at a few things for Charlotte for Thanksgiving on Old Navy's website. So, one of their sponsored ads said to me, if you can't stop thinking about it, buy it. And it had all of the dresses that I had been looking at and some other things that were similar. But I just couldn't get over the marketing that they used to try and grab my attention. If you can't stop thinking about it, buy it. So I just felt like what pressure? Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't stop thinking about it. You're right. Like, thanks for reminding me. So it's just those subtle little reminders and hints that I notice that are really everywhere that we, like people just want us to buy and consume more. Well, I mean, it's a, I
0: don't know. It's a typical tactic, you know? And sometimes I feel like if I'm, if I am thinking about it several times
1: afterwards, Mm -hmm.
0: then it might be a sign that, yeah, i
1: But out of sight, out of mind, because that used to be my rule for Target when I would go in there and see something that I liked. I would say, okay, you have to come back three times, and if on the third time you're still thinking about this, you're allowed to purchase the item. Also, if I put something in a cart, kind of like I talked about in my minimalist moment last time... I sometimes forget to go back to my cart and it's out of sight, out of mind. But with all these new sponsored advertisements, that, oh, yeah. it's the evil Yeah. The <laughs> isn't it like the cookies in your yes. computer? Yeah. Yes. So if you delete your cookies, I don't think they can market to you like this. But I'm not positive about that. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting and just to be alert and aware of how these marketers are getting to you. Yes. Because don't 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 fall for it. <laughs> Stay strong. <laughs> don't spend your money if you don't have to
0: yes that is a great message yeah
1: so Megan what is your resource for us this week mm-hmm. I have a
0: book to recommend it's called Packing Light Thoughts on Living Life with Less Baggage by Allison Vesterfelt, and it is a book about Allison's faith about a trip that she took with a friend for six months where they hit all 50 states and it's not only about actually, it's very little about literal packing, I thought for sure that there were I honestly picked it up because I thought it was like packing mm-hmm. tips, yeah, <laughs> but it was I got so much more out of it in her whole life philosophy about how we need to let go to the of all the physical stuff and also mental things to then allow all the good stuff to come in our life. so I really enjoyed this read, uh, I think. A lot of our listeners would enjoy it as well. Without further ado, we bring you our interview with Angie Trueblood of Meal Planning Mama. Hello, Angie. Welcome to Minimalist Moms.
2: Hi. How are you guys? I'm so excited to be here.
0: We are happy to have you here too because... I don't know about Diane. I'm not going to speak for her, but I am (laughs) somewhat hopeless (laughs) about meal planning so much so actually I have a little bit of a confession. My mother-in-law lives with us and she loves to cook. And so most of the time I'm just like, yeah, you just tell me what you want to make and I'll just go buy the stuff. Oh, that's so So nice. You're like personal (laughs) chef, basically. Well, it is. It is a lovely perk of having her in our home. So.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I would totally. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I would just relish in that all of the Mm -hmm. time. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) How about you, Diane? What's your meal planning expertise?
1: I mean, I don't. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, ha- I, I have once. It was a few weeks ago. And Marty chose that week of the three nights that I meal planned to have something every night on the oh three nights. Oh, my god! So I cooked every for myself. Night. but Well, that's good. Yeah. He had, like, meetings. And then one night he's like, can I go out with a friend? And I'm like, oh, that's fine. So, yeah. But I, I did. I started meal planning. It just didn't end up following through with all of us.
2: <laughs> well, that's a step in the right direction. <laughs>
1: I'm so excited now to have you <laughs> on this
0: podcast. Awesome. Um, and we just had a re- listener recently who emailed us. Her name's Kelly Gill. And she says, wondering if you could do an episode on minimalist eating, meal prep, and grocery shopping. We seem to spend a ton on food and then have cupboards full of food that we don't use. Yeah. S- that seems like... Your
2: expertise. A
0: comment. Yeah. You're... Yes. Yeah. you lane girl. So go ahead. Tell us what you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, so from that perspective, I think um her question sort of envelops a lot of meal planning. So there's a lot of different components, and I think one without some of the others are going to result in it not working completely. So there's a meal planning part of it, which I always think is the first step. So even what Diane said, like having a plan is the first step. And as busy moms, there are always going to be hiccups in getting that plan to the point of putting it on the table. But if we can at least start with a plan, then I feel like when you go to the grocery store, you're more intentional about what you're purchasing, and you are much less likely to overbuy and have food go to waste and have it just kind of sitting there staring at you. Mm -hmm. So my first step is always to come up with some sort of plan and just start with dinner and start with one week. Like we don't need to come up with a whole system, which I do work with clients to create, but as a first step, getting the meal plan done really helps empower moms once they see how much sanity it kind of brings back to their week. And then they're more confident to kind of go forward and make a system that is easier week on week. So first step is always the meal plan.
1: So um, I guess a little side question I have, are we focusing right now mainly on dinners? Are we trying to encompass like breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks? Do do you mostly work with people that want dinner meal plans?
2: Yeah, so primarily that's what I start with, but I have an article that I published um, that is about breakfast, lunches, and snacks. And I just put those on autopilot. So if that's anything you want to kind of ask, we can talk about. Like, that's so just routine we don't really even like think about those because i just didn't want to have to make one more decision about food in my life
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like breakfast i have my go-to's that we do like i feel yeah. like my daughter and i will rotate through this same exact thing every day for like six to eight weeks and then we go to a new thing for six to eight weeks but that's we're not picky in what we eat i guess i feel like dinner is like what are we all gonna do it has to be new and exciting since we're all here tonight yeah. so yeah i guess for the yeah, case dinner
2: time is the biggest <clears throat> challenge too. So.
1: Yeah, I guess for the sake of this podcast, we'll, talk, we'll be talking mostly about dinners then. Okay, so for all the meal planning newbies, we
0: now know that having a plan is the first step. So how do we even get started with that?
2: So if you're totally overwhelmed by the idea of sort of assigning dinners, and we'll just stick with dinners, um, of assigning dinners to certain nights of the week, The first is, and I have been guilty of this in like the early days of me trying to figure out our system, is I would get so wrapped up in, I wanted to create a really cute binder or (laughs) like a very extravagant file on my computer with all of our dinners. And I would say a first step, if you've never really sort of dipped your toe into like the meal planning pool, is just get out a couple pieces of paper. And the first thing is just to jot down some of your family's, they, I, I won't say favorite, because sometimes those can be super time intensive, mm. but 10 meals that your family, with air quotes, enjoys, and that you know you can most likely serve to them and kind of make everyone happy and that they will eat. So just jot down anywhere from seven to 10 meals that your family enjoys. Then the next step is taking a good hard look at your family schedule. For the next week because one other thing that I see is often people will have a great meal plan set out, but it doesn't at all match up to how much time they actually have available to prep, cook, and serve it because mm. there's sports nights or there's, we're just getting off of back to school nights in our area. And so you really have to take a hard look at your schedule to see how much time do you actually have to get this meal on the table. And often that will warrant how you choose meals for the week. So like if one night you have, last night my daughter had softball practice. And they don't get off the bus until 4.40. And her practice is at 5.30. So if we Mm -hmm. wanted her to eat before she went, it would most likely be a crock pot meal. Or Mm -hmm. last night we ended up just pushing it back a little bit. But really taking into account how much time you have to serve it. And then almost play like a matching game or putting a puzzle together and taking meals from your list and matching them up to the days that you know you have the time to make it happen.
0: Oh, wow. I That sounds
2: <laughs> – well, it
0: sounds so much more feasible when you put it all that way, you know, just coming yeah. up with – 7 to 10 meals Mm -hmm. sounds way more doable than some meal planning systems that I've heard of will want you to maybe have 30 in a rotation so you have a full month's Mm -hmm. worth Mm -hmm. or you know and I am totally guilty of the having a pretty oh I want a pretty let me buy this pretty
1: (laughs) recipe empty category (laughs) yeah
0: totally guilty (laughs) of that so that's such great advice so once you have those Seven to ten, and you start after the and you do that first week of planning, where would we go from there?
2: Yeah, so after that first week, as long as you've kind of stuck to it, even at a minimum, I mean, if you've got three of the meals on the table, often it serves to increase our confidence in the kitchen, and we start to really understand what it feels like to have dinner at the table when you weren't stressed cooking the dinner, so you're more relaxed when you show up with your family, and so that often empowers moms to kind of take it a step further. So at some point, I do encourage people to increase the variety. And if we're talking about a system moving forward, I like to sort of organize that variety so that when I sit down on Sundays to meal plan, I kind of have a cheat sheet of, okay, Monday nights. So in our family, I use theme nights, but they're not I used to always think theme nights for meal planning were super old school, and it would be a casserole on Tuesday, and well, no, Taco Tuesday, which we yeah, still. I always gonna have. I was going to say
0: the Lego Movie got us on Taco Tuesday, <laughs> so my kids practiced with me on that one,
2: <laughs> which is great because typically most everyone in the family likes some sort of variation of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but Mondays in our family are easy nights, so I just know Mondays tend to be crazier. And so sometimes we'll do hot dogs. I mean, I enjoy hot dog occasionally. Uh Um, We'll sometimes do fruit, cheese, and meat boards. Just kind of set out a bunch of stuff and let people in the family choose what they want. So Mondays is always our easy night, but I have a list of some of our favorite easy night meals in that binder that is actually not cute at all and every time i pull it out i think i should make it cuter But wait a minute so you just put out
0: oh, it's like amazing. the the makings of a sandwich and i don't even have
2: to make them for them no so oh my do... gosh <laughs>
0: this is a light bulb moment <laughs> for me at least awesome.
2: <laughs> so it's basically like a cheese and charcuterie board but yeah. you scale it down for your family so We'll put out some pepperoni. We might get some like prosciutto for the adults if the kids don't like it. We'll get a couple of different cheeses and then we'll sit out grapes and sliced apples, some bread, uh, some jam or even jelly. I mean, it does not have to be fancy. But the kids love it because they can sort of choose what they want. And I'm cool with it because there will be carrot sticks on there and they can just kind of choose whatever they want.
0: Mm, that That is lovely. That's a lovely idea.
2: Right. Put nuts on it. Lots of different, just, I mean, honestly, it's, we just go through our fridge and our pantry and we just put a smorgasbord of food that we can all choose and it's fun and it's relaxing and it's perfect for a Monday. Awesome.
0: So if you have, are there any other examples? We have easy night. We have okay. maybe taco Tuesday. What are some other nights that you have themed? Yeah.
2: Yep. So Taco Tuesday, also, I just want to clarify, we are not eating the same taco meal mm. week after week. It just gives me a starting point. So one Taco Tuesday, it might be crunchy tacos, but the next, it might be enchiladas. The next, it might be a taco salad. The next, it could be something in the crock pot that has sort of like a taco flair to it. Um, so we have that night. I We do breakfast for dinner pretty often. Mm. My best friend calls it Brinner, which I've mm-hmm. never heard of, <laughs> and I love it. So we do that pretty often. We'll have more of an Asian-type stir-fry night. Um, we do seafood night, and we kind of rotate that in with some of the ones that are not as popular in our family. Mm.
0: What do you do with seafood for kids?
2: So... And it's funny because I know when we have little kids, we run into the picky eater syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, My approach to dinner time is I serve wholesome meals that I think my kids should be eating. And so if we wanna have salmon, we serve salmon. And we really encourage them to try new foods without any pressure of them having to necessarily eat them. Mm -hmm. And so when we have salmon, most likely, they're not going to eat it. Hopefully, they will try it, and one day they will love it. But in the meantime, I make sure that I serve vegetables, sides, and fruit that they will eat. So I don't put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I'm serving an entire meal that everyone is going to love. Mm-hmm. And if they just get veggies and fruits that night, I'm cool with it. That's great.
0: We have yeah. a rule.
2: We have They have to take a bite to try
0: it, and then we have a no-thank-you bite. So. Nice. They have to do one and then the second one, and sometimes it's because they tried it once and they had it in their mind they're not going to eat it, so mm-hmm. they say it's gross, but sometimes that second bite convinces them. They're like, oh, wait, this is kind of good, mm. and then they'll keep right. eating and they'll forget about it, but we never I never comment on whether or not they keep continue eating or, or not. I don't want to, yeah. you know, jinx it, so...
2: Yeah. What's the whole pressure thing? Because there's very few things that they have control of, but mm-hmm. what they choose to put in their mouth is, and keep in their mouth, <laughs> yeah, is one of the ways that they do have control. So I feel like if it's a relaxed environment, just like you said, um, to where it's kind of just find out what you like. That's all we're doing. We're just finding out what you like here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like Charlotte ate more as a baby than she does now
1: i remember Mm, feeding her like tuna salad i'd make like skinny tuna salad with avocado and um she would just gobble that up and now like she just has like her little repertoire of like three to five things that she Mm. always requests so that's kind of frustrating
2: (laughs) it definitely is especially i mean i made baby food for both of my kids, because mm-hmm. I found it was actually a little bit easier and cheaper. Mm-hmm. And like my son used to eat pureed beef, mm-hmm. and now he's a picky eater. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I think you're right, though. It is probably a control thing because that's their few things that they can control. So they don't have to open their mouth. And I'm wondering how you get them to take two bites, like their thank you bite. But I guess <laughs> well, your kids are a little bit too. older. Yes. So.
0: This is the, the older kids. All of mine are five and above. So, And it doesn't always work. Yeah, yeah. We, we have one who refuses no matter what if it's any kind of if it's anything meat wise he's just not a big fan so we try but um yeah
2: doesn't always work yeah my daughter when she she started buying her lunch one day a week at school she's seven now and i remember the first day she came home and said they had steak nuggets and that she really liked them. And so (laughs) it really opened my eyes to, okay, I think this is a power struggle because Mm -hmm. if she's eating steak nuggets at school, there's no reason she's not eating a hamburger when you make it at home.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that's a good point too, is if you allow them to experience food say in the cafeteria or in places where you're not the one serving Mm -hmm. it, it, then they might be more open to try because they're friends or eating it as well. And we pack all the meals, Mm -hmm. but now you're, now you have me thinking, Hmm, maybe I should allow them to buy once a week or something and choose what they want to try. It's interesting
1: for me because Marty does a lot of our cooking in the family. um, Just because either I, I work a lot of nights when I'm working so he'll get her to eat, like, swordfish and kale when they texted me. And <laughs> I'm like, what? How did you get her to eat that? But, so I do think that there's something to be said about who's preparing sometimes when you want to get yeah. the healthier foods. But I guess, I guess we're talking about meal planning. So, so yeah, we yeah dig- I digress. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other conversation.
2: But oh. it is one and the same. Honestly, a lot of the women I talk to that struggle with meal planning, their big challenge is that they're trying to – not cater to, that's not the right word, but, you know, they're trying to suit all of these different preferences and Mm -hmm. it gets in the way of them just recognizing that, you know, meal planning is just putting a wholesome meal on the table and whatever happens after that, you've done your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: We, we also have a policy that, we don't. Well, if I'm the one making the meal, but we don't um, make. You know, I'm not a short order cook, so I'm not right. gonna make three different meals. But if you don't like, you, you've you've taken your no thank you bites and you know you've eaten the other sides that i know you enjoy then you have the choice of like a couple other healthy options mm-hmm. like they can oh. get a yogurt from the fridge nothing that i'm i'm not getting it for them mm-hmm. they have to get it right. <laughs> yeah so they, they can get like a, you. exactly like a cheese stick or some yogurt or, or something else that that's healthy they have the option to do that so at least you know Good. they're not starving
2: yeah definitely <laughs>
0: Great. So we've we've planned the meals and Mm -hmm. and we've gotten at least a week's worth of successful ones maybe, or we've at least tested out this meal planning thing. And then maybe we've gone even further and have themed nights or repertoire of meals that we really like. Now, how do we grocery shop? That's another big question (laughs) that we always get.
2: So there's a couple of different tips and some of them depend on... What where you live in the country and what is available to you. One of the things that sort of changed meal planning at our house was we live in Richmond, Virginia, and there are a ton of different grocery store types. And mm. so they're all competing with these ways that you can order your groceries online and simplify it. I don't uh-huh. know if you guys have it. Yes, yes. Okay. Several grocery stores in our
0: area do that as well.
2: So a lot of people friends even initially were hesitant to use these systems like Kroger has ClickList. Wegmans here has Instacart. Um, There's even Amazon Prime and I think Mm -hmm. Amazon Fresh that you can use. I love using those because I can meal plan and grocery shop at the same time. It doesn't end up being, you know, I need to take 15 to 20 minutes to plan the meals for the week and make my list and then go and spend another hour and a half at the grocery store. So I do those together, which ends Hmm. up saving me time, but also money because you don't make some of those impulse purchases when you're strolling through the aisles in the grocery store. So that's my first tip is to automate it as much as you can so -hmm. that you can save, right? So you can save time.
0: Oh, wow. I just, I was always thinking, sorry to interrupt you, but I was always thinking that it would take more time to do the online grocery shopping or to do it in that way where you're ordering because yeah for that reason you said i do one process then i go and do the other process and then sometimes you have to wait for the groceries depending on how it is either you go pick them up or some mm-hmm. of them here deliver as well yeah um, and I was thinking, well, I, it's just as quick to just go for me. Cause I know where everything is in the grocery store and I have the loop that I do and, yeah. you know, getting out, but I've never thought about that. Like while you're planning, you're like, okay, we're going to have steak this night. Then you go over to the app and you click steak on it. it you're kind of doing it all at once. So that's an, a great tip.
2: Well, and it helps you too because a lot of the apps, I know the Kroger one and even Walmart has one where you can go and pick up too, which their customer service has been fabulous. Mm. Um, You can see what's on sale. So Mm. if you go and maybe you are thinking fish on Wednesday and you look at the salmon and it's full price and then Marty is cooking and he looks up swordfish (laughs) and he's like, oh, the swordfish is on sale. Then you can just kind of swap out a little bit of what you had planned and save a little bit of money too. Mm. Yeah. By the
1: way, I think that it probably was on sale and that's why he got swordfish.
2: <laughs> it's not his people?
1: No. I'm like, who's eating swordfish?
2: I don't even think little kids or women are supposed to eat swordfish, but again- oh, I don't, don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, so that's the, so that's my tip first is automate it if you can. And then my second tip, and I, I don't think it's quote controversial, but I know a lot of people belong to these big box warehouse stores, which we used to, we used to belong to Costco, and we used to belong to Sam's. Mm -hmm. But what I found when I went there was that I always had to go to a regular grocery store anyway. So it ended up sort of tacking time onto the whole grocery shopping experience for me. And I found that I was buying larger quantities than we could ever go through in a reasonable amount of time for us. Mm -hmm. So from a minimalist perspective, not only was I finding we were actually spending more because we would see, you know, a big box of hummus singles that I could pack for lunches. Um, and so ultimately you're spending more on that one trip than you would have if you would have bought a smaller amount. But then when I got home, I was adding on a whole other um, just chore like I had to find out where to put all of this stuff you know I remember our linen pantry or our linen closet upstairs at one point had this was sort of my breaking point it had <laughs> freezer bags toilet paper applesauce bags of popcorn because we didn't have the room in our kitchen but uh. I'd gone to one of these big stores and thought well it's we're gonna eat it so I may as well get it so sometimes just scaling back how how far in advance you're going to buy groceries we're kind of on a one-week cycle and for the most part i just buy what we're going to use in the next week unless it's something that's on a super sale at the regular grocery store and then i might get an extra one but i think buying for kind of a finite period of time might end up just simplifying the process so that you're not so overwhelmed when you're at the store yeah but i know a lot of big families use them
1: I like it just because that's where we, like, I'm like, what are we going to do this morning? Oh, we'll go to Costco and sit for an hour and just walk around. And even if I only buy, like, a few things, I get the, that's one of my Christmas gifts is my mom renews my Costco membership, so it's not like I'm paying the 50 bucks to be a member. And I I just think that, I I actually totally agree with, I think that you can end up spending more money in all I don't even think little little kids or women are supposed to eat swordfish, but again, I I digress. Yeah. For me I like one going there as a family and killing time, quote unquote. But also I know they have a giant thing of I know they have a giant Costco, thing of almond but butter at Costco that's cost seven dollars as opposed to at Kroger I'm gonna on a smaller size. So I think that if if you know what's there or even can go with a friend to get some of these items or making it an ad- I don't know. I just, I like Costco. <laughs> no,
2: you hit I, a nerve. I mean, I you hit a nerve, Angie. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I will be totally honest. I have had friends pick up like maple syrup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a girlfriend of mine that was going and... Um, I needed avocados and mm-hmm. they're so expensive in the regular grocery store and costco does have the best avocados so i was like can you grab a bag of avocados for me so i hear you there was a, definitely some withdrawal and even sometimes when i buy some of those items that i know are so much cheaper at costco it is like a twinge of remorse so, i yeah.
0: i did feel very differently about grocery shopping when i had little little ones mm-hmm. that I had to take with me. And you're right, I would use it like, okay, Monday morning we are all going to the grocery <laughs> store and then yeah, Wednesday or Thursday we'll go to Costco. Uh-huh. And yes, yeah. I did that. But now we're all my kids being in school full time and working, I oh my gosh. And my kids know this. They're like <laughs> they know that I grumble every time I have to go to Costco because it is not only taking the hour and a half or two out of my time to drive there and come back but then it takes at least 20 minutes to put everything in the fridge or the freezer Mm -hmm. and figure out a way where to put it afterward and we're fairly good about not overbuying so that we can't fit it into our pantry or we have a a cupboard that we put the overflow of stuff in um but we definitely have been in that position where i'm like trying to find... In our garage, I would stack stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then you'd forget, and you wouldn't remember how much you had because you didn't check the extra stash, and then you'd buy more, and Mm. then you'd try to... Yes, that's a whole thing. (laughs) So maybe... um, And I agree with Diane in that there are some things there that I just can't get for that price. Mm -hmm. However, I have considered, like, what if I just forego the extra $4, I saved myself way more time, Mm -hmm. which is right now a more precious resource Mm -hmm. for us than the $4.
2: Yeah, two things. So in our area, Wegmans opened close to the time that we had given up Costco, and they do have family packs. And so I do feel like a lot of the grocery stores are starting to offer some items more in bulk in order to compete with some of these other options. Mm-hmm. So that's been a saving grace. I mean, I still get you know toilet paper and toiletry type things in bulk um, just because they do have them much cheaper. Mm-hmm. But when you mentioned, Megan, about the $4 was less important than your time, that's one of the things I really talk about when I'm helping women figure out a meal planning system is to really kind of dig in and figure out what your expectations are and sort of what your goals are. So, hmm. you know, if if time is a priority of having a meal planning system that is just super easy to implement and doesn't take up a ton of time, then when you're faced with a decision like that, you know your answer because your priority is, no, I really want to save time here. It's not necessarily the extra couple of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember It was a couple years ago, and we tend to eat organic, especially in the produce and, you know, fruits and vegetables. I tend to choose at least the dirty dozen organic. And there have been times when I was at the grocery store looking to get pears, and at Kroger, if they didn't have organic pears, I would actually just leave that on my list and go to a different store. And a couple of years ago, I just recognized... Kind of how silly that was because one of my priorities was streamlining meal planning and making it as simple as possible. And here I was, sort of going to all these different stores. While it's important for us to eat organic, I having two conventional type pears in a week is not going to. It's not a big enough issue for me to, you know, drive all over town to find the organic ones. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for pe- people to understand what their priorities are. Like if variety is super important then you do wanna rotate your meals more often. But if that's not something your family needs, then there's no sense spending a ton of time coming up, you know, with 30 to 60 different meals that you need to rotate through.
0: That's a very good point. I I have, when
2: couponing
0: was a big thing, like right. extreme couponing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was a stay at home mom with, Three little ones, or two, two to three little ones, and I would, I would get multiple inserts and clip all the coupons and go to multiple stores to get the deals and the free stuff. And yeah, yeah, oh, it was, it was the time. Some of the the time that I had to spend at that point because I was a stay at home mom and I had more time than we had money at that mm-hmm. point. So yeah. um, that made sense. But then once you know they got older and i started working i was like oh no we are not even doing the coupon thing forget that yeah, <laughs> <You know>? totally <laughs> yeah so that's a very good point is to understand or recognize what phase that you're in and what your priorities mm-hmm. are just accordingly yeah definitely mm mm-hmm. Well, anything else that you have, tidbits you have for us that or maybe areas that people usually get stuck on once they start the meal planning?
2: I think sometimes they don't implement enough sort of nights off or easy nights. I had Mm -hmm. a friend of mine who I had worked with. She did one of our group coaching sessions. And then she was like, Ange, can I help on a call with you? I'm still having a couple of tough spots and so we we talked through what was happening at dinner time. And she was like, "I'm just getting really burnt out." And I said, "Okay, tell me more about it." And she had been cooking dinner basically from scratch with shortcuts and stuff like that, but she had been cooking in her kitchen every night for over a month without oh, wow. yeah, without a leftover night or a planning on an easy meal. So one of the things that I think we as women also going back to the expectations is choosing a realistic number of nights per week that you would like to eat at home or that you would like to cook kind of from scratch because there's so many meal simplifiers that you can get at the grocery store I know all of our stores have a prepared food section and often there are some pretty decent healthy choices to be able to kind of start your dinner with And I think making sure that you don't over plan an overly complicated meal plan. So giving ourselves a little bit of grace and getting help when we need it is totally fine. So I always plan a leftovers night into our meal plan. And I purposefully cook more one night of the week so that it can sort of roll into another night. But just not over planning and recognizing you're going to get tired of this. Mm -hmm. So... We'll do, night, we'll do a sushi night where we just get sushi from the grocery store, and we're still eating at home, but it was nothing I actually had to put together in the kitchen.
1: That's a good idea, because like, some people might be like, let's go out for sushi, but then you have to pay the tip and whatnot. So that's a great idea to grab it from like Whole Foods or the grocery store, whatever you
2: have mm-hmm. available. Yeah. And sometimes with little kids, going out to eat just really isn't that relaxing. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah, <on> <laughs> right? It's just more that you don't want to cook. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know with one of my kids, he will not eat. and He, he calls it home food. He's like, can we just have home food? Because there is nothing on the typical kid menus that he really enjoys. So either we will bring food to the restaurant for him to eat or we'll take something home. And that's often what we end up doing is we're like, okay, we'll... We try not to drive through as much, but we'll get the food wherever, at whatever location and um, bring it back and he can have what he has. And then we don't have to pay for drinks, like you mm-hmm. said, or a tip and mm-hmm. we can supplement with whatever food at home. So it's a kind of middle of the ground, great mm-hmm. middle yeah. of the ground option.
2: Yeah. It's all about doing what works and kind of being cognizant of what your family needs in terms of simplifying, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great.
0: Well, I hear you talking, Angie, about resources and, yeah. I mean, you're, you're like a meal planning whisperer. You're like <laughs> <laughs> this like, counselor we can go to. It's so fun for oh, me. <laughs> well, can you tell us a little bit, promote yourself here, Like, tell yeah. us about what is on your website for any mom anywhere to um, dig into and help them meal plan, or even if they're in your area, or what all you have to offer?
2: Yeah, so my website has a ton of free content through my posts. Um, And the website is mealplanningmama.com. So there's a lot of the things that I've talked about. There's an article on how to plan around your family's busy schedule. There's one on picky eaters. So there's a lot of just free stuff to be able to read to sort of address whatever your specific challenge is. But throughout the year, I also do some group coaching programs um, around the holidays, I'll launch what we did last year. It was called Rock Your Holidays, and it was getting. It was basically just a two-week program to where we planned out our month of meals for December, just so that that holiday season wouldn't be so crazy, and that you know we wouldn't be kind of pivoting pivoting away from meal at home. We would have a plan and be able to stick to it. Mm. And then I have an online course. So that one's called "What the Fork Is for Dinner." <laughs> Cute. It's all about, yeah, it's all about just setting up a meal planning system that's simple and works for your family. So there's tons of resources there, and then I launch things, um, you know, intermittently as the seasons make sense. So awesome!
0: MealPlanningMama.com. Where are yep. you on social media?
2: So I am on Facebook. You can just find my business page through Meal Planning Mama Angie Trueblood. We have a really active Facebook group of almost, I think, 800 moms now called Meal Planning Junkies, where we share recipe tips, anything you can think of. It's just a group of moms that are looking to simplify dinner so we can enjoy our time around the table with our family a little bit more. And I just got on Instagram, so I'm kind of a dinosaur um, with that, <laughs> but I'm Angie Meal Planning Mama at, um, on Instagram. Awesome! Great. Well, we
0: just thank you so much for teaching us your ways. And yeah. they are just so – I don't know about you, David. I just – I'm coming away encouraged. Mm-hmm. This is such Definitely. simple ideas that, you know, anybody can right now implement. So, yeah, we're I mean. not well, too – I-
1: far into the school year that I feel like this is still like a fresh new season where we can begin new things and start mm-hmm. meal planning. So yeah. yeah, I actually
2: have on the website and your readers or listeners can go there. It's at mealplanningmama.com slash one month meal plan. And it's a sample meal plan for a month. That is sort of what my family goes by with some prep tips, leftover tips, and then a printable template that they can use to create their own one week meal plan. So that 's at uh, mealplanningmama.com slash one month meal plan if they want to check it out great. awesome well, thank you so yeah. much Angie. <laughs> great thank no, you so for having me. This was awesome mm-hmm. take care
0: all right well i don 't know about you, but I am super inspired to meal plan after this, and especially to put into effect the grocery shopping tips that Angie had for us. Those were fantastic. And we want to hear your thoughts about what Angie had to say. We invite you to keep this conversation going. Get on our website at minimalistmomspodcast.com. We'll have links to everything that we talked about in this episode. And then you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at minimalistmomspodcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. We wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.